a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the 5 o'clock report, 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, commercial free. I'm Jeff Kaplan, KSL's top story. A Westminster soccer player has filed a complaint that the school didn't do enough to protect her against sexual harassment. This all started a few years ago, according to the complaint. A woman on the team alleges that she and other freshman players were put in a seat on the bus called the hot seat. That was directly across the aisle from the male coach. And players were then asked sexually explicit questions by seniors on the team in front of the whole bus. The player alleges that her parents filed an official Title IX complaint with the school, but then she says she was retaliated against by the coach and benched from several games. Amy Kobabe, KSL News Radio. Westminster College told KSL News Radio they take sexual harassment complaints seriously. They say they maintain the privacy of any student who files a complaint. Americans who came of age during the pandemic are reportedly skipping college in big numbers. Data from the National Student Clearinghouse shows undergraduate enrollment dropped 8% between 2019 and 22. Economists are worried fewer college grads could worsen labor shortages in healthcare and the engineering fields. Charging documents filed this week shed new light on a series of assaults inside Utah State Prison. We're learning more about two of three recent attacks on corrections officers this year. KSL.com reports charging documents say 27-year-old Atiba Jacobs was hiding in a shower area on January 31st when he allegedly attacked an officer. Officials say he threw the officer onto the floor and punched him multiple times. The officer had multiple fractures to his face and told an investigator that he would have to have surgery to reconstruct his nasal cavities. And police say 34-year-old Travis Bennett pulled an officer through a gun port and punched him in the face on February 4th. Bennett reportedly has a long history of attacking officers and other inmates. Jessica Lowell, KSL News Radio. A mom is asking the Department of Education to investigate the Park City School District, saying her daughter is being bullied because she's Jewish. KSL.com reports she filed a complaint with the Office of Civil Rights back in December. Season Kane says students told her daughter they hate Jewish people and said KKK in her face repeatedly. In a statement, the Park City District says it will help the Office for Civil Rights with its investigation. A semi-truck hit a school bus this morning. This was in Carbon County. Sergeant Cameron Roden with the Utah Highway Patrol says there were kids on board when this accident happened at the intersection of US 6 and 100 East in Wellsville. The bus has, has came out into the intersection um, on the rear half, which kind of pushed the back end of... Uh, the bus around a little bit. Roden said none of the 21 students on the bus or the drivers of either vehicle were injured. President Biden has laid out his nearly $7 trillion budget proposal. And Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, the president's proposal would increase military spending and raise taxes on the rich. It serves as the first step for fiscal negotiations. Director of the White House Budget Office, Shalonda Young, says the next step is up to Republicans in the House. We put out a plan today. They need to put out a plan. They owe that to the American people. 
This has all been tied into fiscal talks. House Republicans are calling the budget plan reckless and claim it won't bring down the national debt. Police now saying the shooter may be among the dead following a mass shooting in Hamburg, Germany. The shooting taking place in a Jehovah's Witnesses Kingdom Hall. Police say several people are dead, others are wounded, and have been taken to hospitals. A Mexican drug cartel is apologizing for the brazen kidnapping of four Americans last weekend. The cartel handing over a letter of apology and the five people it says are responsible. In the letter, the Scorpions claim the five men acted on their own and violated the cartel's rules. Photos circulating on social media show the five men on the pavement with their hands tied. Two of four Americans were killed after crossing the Texas border into Mexico for a medical procedure. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Chaleas, KSL News Radio. 4,500 people are on the state's waiting list for disability services. One state House member says we have a moral obligation to fix this. Representative Ray Ward says Utah's Division of Services for People with Disabilities has kept some people waiting for over 25 years. One challenge to getting more people off that wait list is that it's not a one-time state cost like treating a stroke might be. It's actually ongoing funding for the rest of that person's life. Ward says for $3.5 million of last year's budget, 250 people got off the wait list. And those 250 people will continue to receive that amount every future year. He adds that families absolutely need this care, as these people with disabilities can cause physical harm and other problems as they grow. Peter Johnston, KSL News Radio. KSL News Time 505. First look traffic on the 5 o'clock report. Here is Ricky Meese. And it is emergency traffic with a crash northbound I-15 at Burton Lane in Farmington. It is blocking the left lane of traffic causing a crawl with stop and go delays back to Glover Lane. And then we have a nasty drive in Park City. It's due to an accident northbound SR-224 at Meadows Drive. Traffic control is in place to get you through, but if you can avoid the area, you want to. Heavy delays there. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL News Time 505. The Utah Food Bank is bracing for a spike in demand. Here's why. People on food stamps are no longer getting an extra monthly payment. SNAP benefits got a boost at the start of the pandemic, but those extra payments stopped in February. This change will impact 74,000 Utah households. Regular SNAP benefits will continue and eligibility will stay the same. But the Utah Food Bank says they already have a strong demand and expect even more people to need their services soon. For those struggling, other state programs are available to help people out with those bills, like the Home Energy Assistance Target Program. Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Congressman John Curtis just introduced a bill, the legislation that would preserve rock climbing spots on federal lands. 
KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard Bell has more. Along with Congressman Joe Neguse from Colorado, John Curtis says this bill will cover three main points. It will reiterate Congress's intent for climbing to be an activity that's compatible with wilderness destinations, require public notice before taking significant action relating to climbing access, for example, if a spot needs to be closed, and ensure emergency authority for agencies to protect natural resources or public health and safety. The bill's been introduced, but as you remember from I'm Just a Bill on Capitol Hill, it still has a long way to go. We'll be springing ahead in just a couple of days. Happens this weekend. It is sparking new conversations about if we should be changing the clock twice a year. Every time we move the clocks up an hour for daylight saving time and back in the fall to return to standard time, we're throwing our internal clocks out of whack. That from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. They say every year around this time and again in the fall, the time change brings less sleep, resulting in more heart attacks, strokes, thousands more car accidents, and 300 deaths each year. And while some have called for permanent daylight saving time, the Academy is pushing for doing away with it altogether and staying on standard time all year. Dave Packer, ABC News. Skiers and snowboarders are loving the insane amount of snow in the mountains this winter. Elena Verontikis grew up in Salt Lake, but now lives in Denver. She says all this snow here is great. I've been loving it because I'm actually just learning how to ski, so all the nice fresh snow is makes it a little bit easier for me to, to learn how to ski. And it's a little softer landing in the powder, and it's more fun. Elena says this winter definitely stands out from the past. For those planning to head out this weekend, be advised avalanche danger is expected to rise when this next storm comes in tomorrow. KSL News Time 508. It's emergency traffic. Listen up. We're brought to you by Granite Credit Union. Ricky, tell everybody. Crews are still working on this crash northbound I-15 right about Burton Lane in Farmington on the way to Kaysville. The left lane is still blocked. Traffic is at a crawl. It's a parking lot back to Centerville. And that's in addition to the heavy and slow traffic northbound I-15 between downtown and the north interchange in North Salt Lake. Then in Summit County, we have a crash northbound SR-224. Traffic control is in place because lanes are blocked. They're going to try to let you get through. But if you're coming from Park City on the way to I-80 at Kimball Junction, you want to consider an alternate route. Expect heavy delays. Mark? Well, it's been heavy mountain view, southbound 3500 Southwest Valley, then sluggish going through daybreak, but not solid. Banging her delays north and southbound tightening both directions at 9800 South. I-15 still delay-free for the most part. Rush hour traffic between Point of the Mountain, but Spanish Fort, but excuse me, but Provo has got some slow streets right now, Steve. Not a bad drive, really, leaving downtown if you're on the southbound 15 out to Murray. Then slowdowns from, uh, well, scattered between 45th and 114 south into Draper. Westbound I-80 still clogged up, coming out of Parley's out to 23rd East. Eastbound 215 on the south belt, filling in between Redwood Road and the I-15 ramps. And you have delays on the 201 westbound, approaching uh, 7200 west in Magden. Canyon View Medical, from family medicine to urgent care to women's care, sports medicine, and pediatrics. Canyon View Medical provides comprehensive care close to home. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. Partly cloudy skies as we head through the 5 o'clock hour with temperatures in the upper 40s. We'll slide into the mid-40s for 6 o'clock, low 40s for 7, 8, and 9. Ultimate lows will be in the mid-30s with developing valley rain and mountain snow. With your hourly forecast on the 5 o'clock report, I'm Kevin Eubank. We did hit 50 degrees. We're at 47 now in Salt Lake City. Sunset tonight comes at 627. KSL News Time 512. And-
We go in-depth now with Maria Chaleos. Jeff, a Maine vegan whose custom license plate contains the word tofu is one of the motorists who's been caught up in a state crackdown on vulgar tags. You know, car owners across the country, they pay extra money and they get these license plates that are individualized. Yeah, and some people try and slip in dirty license plates. It usually doesn't work. I guess for years, Maine has allowed people to do pretty much whatever they want on their license plates. This year, they decided, okay, we've had enough. And 274 plates were recalled. And some of the people are fighting back. So far, all of them have just failed. And this latest guy, okay, his license plate says, love tofu. But he still is not able to use his license plate because the state says people could take that as a sexual reference. Now, when you see this license plate, the word love is spelled L-U-V and the word tofu do you think something dirty? Now, maybe I have a foul mind, but I would you disallow do, that you? in about two seconds. Okay. Well, and again, that's why he was turned down. And there you go. For the first time, Maria walking into the studio with visual aids. You never know what's going to happen in this room. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> KSL Newstime 513. The Utah Film Commission has approved incentives for three new productions to be filmed here in the Beehive State. One of them a thriller from the producers of the 2022 movie Falling for Christmas. That movie will be called Image of You. They're going to spend $3 million in the state. If you saw a movie in the theaters last year, chances are you paid record prices. If you saw a Top Gun Maverick in a theater in 2022, here comes some jeans. chances are you were part of paying the highest average ticket price ever, $10.53, a new record. That according to the Cinema Foundation, the nonprofit arm of the National Association of Theater Owners. It's the first such report since the start of the pandemic. The last report in 2019 had the average price of a ticket at $9.16. But adjusted for inflation, that would be ten fifty eight or $0.05 cents higher than this year. The report also found that the number of movie screens in the U.S. dropped 5% from 2019, though overseas numbers were up almost 6%. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. KSL News Time 514. Trending on social media, the Salt Lake City government has ranked pet names for our city they've given them a score of one through ten they scored slc number one because they say it sounds cool to abbreviate it big salty got a disappointing seven for ten as a big question mark from the city the city shouted out shack and charles barkley and they say the nickname boring is a minus 100 out of 10 The three things you need to know this hour. First, Congressman John Curtis just introduced the Protect America's Rock Climbing Act in Washington, D.C. The legislation would look to preserve popular climbing spots on federal land. I'm KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard-Bell. Second, Senator Mitch McConnell will have to stay in the hospital a few more days. He's being treated for a concussion after a fall last night. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. That's Davis County where we have emergency traffic on northbound I-15. A crash is still blocking a left lane on the way to Kaysville. But you have stop and go delays already into Centerville. You want to plan ahead to consider an alternate route like Highway 89. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Sunny and mild today, but changes come overnight. I'm Kevin Eubank. 47 degrees. Now, KSL's top national stories. From ABC News. I'm Daria Albinger. Police in Hamburg, Germany, are trying to piece together the details in a deadly shooting. Several of the people dead, a number of others wounded in the building that was used by Jehovah's Witnesses. Police escorting several people out of the building, hands above their heads, others sprinting out the door. A first responder carrying one person on their shoulders. 
police saying it appears there is no indication the perpetrator or perpetrators are on the run and may still be in the building or among the dead. ABC's Marcus Moore at the Foreign Desk. The Manhattan DA has invited former President Trump to testify before a grand jury which is looking into his role in a payment to Stormy Daniels before the 2016 presidential election. A claim of responsibility in the deadly kidnappings of four Americans in Mexico. On Thursday in the same area where four U.S. citizens were kidnapped, two of whom were killed, five men were found tied up near a pickup truck. A handwritten note found on that truck said the authors of the note belonged to the Gulf Cartel, the dominant organized crime group in that part of Mexico. The note saying some Gulf Cartel members were responsible for the kidnappings and killings and apologized. The note said it was delivering the men involved and directly responsible for the kidnappings, referring to the men who were tied up. Three sources confirmed ABC News the men were taken into custody by Mexican police. Mexican authorities believe the note was legitimate. Alex Stone, ABC News. The bodies of the two Americans who were killed are now back in the U.S. President Biden outlining a nearly $7 trillion budget. I just laid out the bulk of my budget. Republicans in Congress should do the same thing. Then we can sit down and see where we disagree. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says the GOP will do that, but he says it's going to take a while because he says the president took too long in presenting his spending plan. California Governor Gavin Newsom declaring a state of emergency in 21 additional counties with another atmospheric river on the way. You're listening to ABC News. Time for the KSL In-Depth. We're looking at the possibility of serious flooding this weekend. We're expected to get rain starting tonight on top of all that snow up in the mountains. KSL News Radio's Amy Kobabe has been following this story today, and she's joining me live now. First of all, we're not talking about rivers running down State Street, right? No, our infrastructure has changed a lot since 83. And also, what we're talking about is really the, the flooding could be anywhere. It, this is this is flooding that could happen in your backyard. If you have snow in your backyard and then you get a half inch of rain on top of that, it has nowhere to go. And actually, Kevin Eubank talks about this. He says it's called sheet flooding. And the reason why they call it that is because the ground is frozen and the flooding just goes right on top of the ice or the frozen ground. And so it's called sheet flooding because it just blankets everything like a sheet and causes that water to go in all sorts of places that it wouldn't normally go. Um, areas that you know generally don't flood in a normal water environment like a rainstorm or you know a summer thunderstorm. So this flooding really could happen, you know, it, it, even if you're not close to a river or, you know, a canal or anything like that, where you're normally thinking, okay, well, that's where it will flood. It could flood in your backyard or, you know, down your street because that's that's just there's nowhere for the water to go. So Kevin says there are some things you can do about this. And we are seeing people already take some steps. There are cities offering sandbags right now and saying, you know, come come fill up sandbags. We have free sandbags that you can come fill up and, and just grab them right now before it becomes a problem. And it could become a problem this weekend. Uh, we'd advise you check your local community's Facebook page. They'd put something there if they're offering sandbags and you want to take advantage. So people are taking action already, expecting that this could be a weekend of flooded basements. Yeah, my family, I've got family up in Wellsville in uh, the Cache Valley area. They bought some sump pumps this weekend or just ahead of this weekend as well because they've had flooding just like this before where they had spring runoff really quickly, a lot of snow, and it just flooded their basement multiple times in a matter of weeks. Any areas expected to be hardest? hit? That's really, it's hard to say with something like this, but uh, you do have, as, as Kevin has said, areas, more mountain towns, 
where it will rain. It will not snow this weekend. So if you're in some of those border, you know, on the benches even, where you have a lot of snow that's piled up, I'm going to think that's that's more likely. Thanks, Amy. This is only our first flirtation with flooding. We have all that snow up there that has to melt. KSL News Time 519. We have emergency traffic. We're brought to you by Granite Credit Union. Ricky, still I-15? It's still I-15, but we do have some good news. The crash that brought traffic to a standstill northbound I-15 on the way to Kaysville has been moved out of traffic over to the right shoulder. So all lanes of the main flow of I-15 are open at Burton Lane. The problem is you still have heavy, heavy delays well through Centerville. Then for Summit County drivers, traffic control in place at the intersection of northbound SR-224 at Meadows Drive in Parks city due to a crash there officers have been trying to get you through but we still have a lot of residual delays going from park city up towards the i-80 kimball junction area mark it's tightening rush hour backups right now mountain view corridor into west valley again sluggish through daybreak banger hanging up both sides at 9800 south redwood road now i'm seeing heavy delays bluffdale down into lehigh i-15 south in utah county slows pleasant grove boulevard northbound main street lehigh up towards sr92 steve right now southbound 15 looking good leaving downtown salt lake got the usual slowdowns murray to draper scattered between 45th and 114 south northbound 15 a little busy in bluffdale Coming out of Parley's Canyon, westbound I-80 crowded there at the mouth uh, out to 23rd East. We have delays on uh, the south belt, eastbound 215 from Redwood over to I-15, plus delays on the 201 westbound between I-15 and the west belt, also approaching 7200 west in Magda. Gather the family, pass on the tradition, and discover new adventures together at the International Sportsman's Expo, March 16th through the 19th at the Mountain America Expo Center. More information at sportsexpo.com. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. Plenty of sunshine to start the seven-day forecast, but changes are coming. Overnight, look for developing valley rain and mountain snow. This is a very spring-like storm with mild temperatures, so the potential for a little bit of flooding is the rain falls on top of areas that have snow on the ground. The storm will continue through Friday afternoon and then taper off. Partly cloudy, kind of an in-between day Saturday in northern Utah while the storm will continue in the south. And then more scattered valley rain and mountain snow showers on Sunday. Temperatures stay in the upper 40s and low 50s through the weekend and into early next week. Another round of rain and snow moves in Tuesday, Wednesday. From the KSO Weather Center, I'm Kevin Eubank. The seven-day forecast brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful. 47 degrees in Salt Lake City and as wonderful as today is, it wasn't. For Wall Street traders, we'll check the business news next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.